0: welcome to another episode of for life and legacy we're grateful that you joined us on today and we look forward to making sure that we continue to add value to your life and your legacy so go ahead let's sit back don't relax yourself. Just get ready to do something great because there is greatness in you. You are now, the greatness. Now, we're talking about staying hungry, hungry, hungry and, I and I took a, a to slight deviation there, but I want to make sure we get to it that you got to stay hungry. I, I, I don't I don't know how to say this anyway, any other way. But, you know, what if you could spend 30 minutes, actually spend 30 minutes of time with God? What if you could actually spend 30 minutes of time with God and I and. and And someone were to promise you that because you spend 30 minutes with God every day. That your life would change forever. Would you do it? If you spend 30 solid minutes with God. That your life would change for the better. Forever. Now I think it becomes a point of contention for us. When we don't get the immediate gratification. And what that is called. That's called discipline. That's called actually being able. Being able to say, I'm willing to weigh on the master of the universe for him to reveal his secrets to me. Yeah, I think sometimes we're dealing with people down here and you got to realize you're dealing with somebody up here and he's trying to tune you to his frequency. And sometimes you have so much going through your mind. I'll put it this, to, to you this way. God is not hiding. He may be just behind your distractions. Everything you put in front of him, everything you've allowed to go in front of him, he's right there, right behind it. It's kind of like y'all had that shelving system where you put stuff behind you. You know, after a while, you're still looking for the spaghetti sauce. You say, I got something all the way in the back. You know, the whole, it, was, it wasn't like it was hiding. It was there the whole time. You just had too much stuff in front. That's what I'm talking about. Being able to actually be hungry enough to sacrifice whatever that 30-minute time slot is. I don't know. Whatever you like to watch. But I dare. Sometimes we try, we try to sacrifice for food. I dare say today, we need to learn to sacrifice time. If you really want to be hungry, sacrifice some time. Give the time up. Even if it's for a week, see how your life begins to change. See how much focus he brings into your life. Give yourself the opportunity to do that, and you will start seeing things change. You'll start seeing priorities shift. You'll start seeing yourself coming to a greater focus. That you, you're like, why? Why is my life like this? Why? What happened? You shifted. You shifted. I'll share this with you. Some, some of you say, well, i, I heard people say that the scriptures and so forth that I call out. I, you know why I call it out? Because every day, I'm going to share this with you. Every day, I'm spending at least 30 minutes reading. Every day. When I say every day, what does every day mean? Every day. Even even on Sunday? Even on Sunday. But you've been in church for two hours. I know. But I need something every day. If I miss a day, guess what I'm going to do? I'm doubling up the next day. Wow, that's an hour, yes, that's an hour. But you know what? I know so much more about the people of God, so much more how, pe- how God dealt with people in the Bible. I've seen how God's heart works towards grace and mercy. I've learned things, and, you know, just blow my mind. I didn't know the relationships of people and, and places and things. And you couldn't get the true context of the word of God if, if you didn't spend that much time there. So it's not like, oh, Mike has got that much information. It just fell in his head. No. <laughs> There's some hunger there. Even in the days where I didn't feel like doing it. Guess what? Got to get up and do it. Every day. It has to be every day. And when you do it every day, it becomes that habit. You get to the point where when you if you miss a day, you're like, oh, wow. ah Man, I shouldn't. No, we can't let that happen anymore. This is the thing. When you're hungry, you know what it's like. You imagine skipping a day, not eating. Some of y'all gonna have a holy fit. Be hangry. Hangry. <laughs> that's right. <Angry>. Hangry. So <laughs> angry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave some, I'm gonna drop some scriptures in your head real quick because what we're talking about is the work ethic of the believer. Work ethic of the believer. And I think I'm gonna go slow on these, and um, I'll give them First Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 11 through 12. 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 11 through 12. Now, what we're talking about here is work ethic, or if some would call it discipline. Some would call it uh, the ability to know uh, how to get things done. But 1 Thessalonians 4 through 12, and we're going to hit a couple of scriptures along the way. Because I want to make sure this gets in you nowhere. I want to make sure you say, ah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're going to know today. And then First Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12, and it reads, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Make it your what? Ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands. Now, I don't know if y'all ever want to well, I'm trying to remember a young lady's name. It's your business. It's your business. I'm trying to remember her name, but uh, you know she was a comedian at one point. Yes, right? yes, I, yeah. I don't know Tabitha Brown. Know That's her name. Yeah, yes. Tabitha Brown. Yes, Here. yes. It's your business, I but the Bible her. says, <laughs> "Yeah, I do. I do." She's I, and, you know I, her, she's she's still comical. Uh, it's your business, but it. The Bible says to mind your own business. Now I'm going to tell you why some people aren't successful because you're minding other people's business. You know, you didn't get a license for their business. They didn't even invite you in the store. They didn't tell you what they were going to sell. They haven't shown you their inventory. But yet, still, you're trying to tell them how to run their business. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, don't mess with your boy. Listen, I'm telling you, you got to realize it's your business. Mind your own business. Work with your hands. Now, I'm not making this up. This is in your Bible. Mind your own business work with your own hands, and know what's in your stove. If you do that, I guarantee you'll be blessed. Because when you focus on your business, nobody else can run you out of business. When you focus on that, I'm telling you, hopefully this is as practical and as true as it's ever going to be. Because there is undoubtedly a gifting and a calling in you that you ought to exercise. But sometimes we get into other people's business, and we're not minding our own. And we're not working with our own hands. And we could be doing that. And you know what? You could be growing and, and expounding in ways that you've yet to see. Because when God is pleased with you, he'll make even your enemies, even your enemies to work along with you. So I want you to think about that. Mind your own business on First Thessalonians so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. This is in your Bible. I'm not making this up. I don't know if you ever read that, but that's in First Thessalonians 4, 11 through 12. All of that's in there. You can take that home right there. This is what we're talking about, that you might have a reputation, that you might have a reputation of being good at what God has called you to do, that you might have a reputation of being spot on. Can you imagine people? Listen, I'm going to share this with you. People call you according to your value you don't get, you get paid according to your contribution. So sometimes you wonder, why does this person get paid so much? Look at what they're contributing. You should focus on and think about, how am I contributing? Am I, a matter of fact, am I contributing in a good way? Am I using my gifts, my talents, and my abilities that God has given me for his kingdom or for self-gratification? Am I doing it? What's my heart? Where is my heart? And I, de- I dare say, if you get that focus on, there is nothing you want. There is nobody who can equal you because there's no other you. If you can understand that, there is no other you. Nobody can be a better you than you. So stop trying to get in somebody else's business and stop trying to compare. Listen, comparison is a thief of joy. I'm going to say that again. Comparison is a thief of joy because when you start comparing somebody else's race with your race, then all of a sudden you think, hey, mm, uh, yeah, i missed the Mark. You don't know when God's going to cause you to turn the corner and excel. You don't. Hold on. Watch out. I tell you what. If you believe God for a year, for a year, If you keep hope alive for a year, you keep hope alive for a year. I dare say, if you even when you meet your, your your hardest test, and you say, "But I still believe God. I still believe God," and you keep working, I guarantee you, you'll see a return. I guarantee you, because God doesn't God God loves a cheerful giver, He loves a cheerful worker, He loves somebody who has a, his heart and his mind focused on believing him for more, because God knows that you know what there's no range to his power, He never gets empty. You know how we say He pour out, you get yourself a glass of milk, you pour it out, you gotta go refill. God never needs to re-refill. Anyway, I'm gonna stop right there. Hallelujah. Y'all get, get me, get me, get me, get me all stirred up because I I want. It's a he's the he is the source. He's not a resource. He's the source. And if he's the source and you tap into the source, then it means you don't grow go empty either. That is why it says overflow. You have the ability to tap into overflow so that you too can overflow. And I know that if you do tap into overflow, that the things that you want in life. The joys that you should be experiencing, the ability to understand the grace and the mercy of God will overflow into the lives of those who you know, and you will create a new environment for you and your family. Hands down, hands down, just changing your heart and your mental state, the ability to tap in and say, okay, God, I see you in this. Even in the trouble, I see you working the trouble out for my good. Because I understand the scripture says that that will make me, excuse me, you will use my enemies as a footstool. They will become footstools. I needed them to get up. I did. I needed enemies to get up. I needed they said he going to make them my footstool. I, I, I. And that's the point. I needed them to get to the next level. I do. And I, I you know, sometimes we say, well, we don't want to deal with that. Challenges elevate you challenges bring the best out of you matter of fact challenges help you reveal help you see who god is where you end and where he begins challenges will pull you to a place where you never thought you'd be and you'll look around and say i never thought this would be it for me but god is faithful He's still faithful steel. So I'm going to tell you today, you got to say, the challenge is meant for me. The challenge is there for me. And God has already planned. Listen, I'm going to say this. If God has already planned my victory, that means he already has a strategy against the enemy. I don't want you to think about it. If God has planned, he's guaranteed my victory, then anytime you see an enemy, you say, all right, all right, God's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for you. I, I don't know how or way. I, I don't see it, but I know he has it. So I guess what I need to do is get with him. Can you say that one more time? Please? God has already guaranteed my victory. So anytime I have a challenge or an ad, or someone who becomes my adversary, God has a plan for them. He's already planned for them. Sometimes when we get challenges, we think that there's no plan, but it didn't take God by supply we know this, but I think what we don't take it to the next level is God has already planned for them. He's not waiting, okay, what's play we're going to run? He's not like the coaches you see in the NFL or on the basketball court. He's not wondering which play we need to run. He's already got a plan. And I, I want to put that in you. In you. When you see challenges, okay, God's got a plan. God's got a plan. Sure. So, I mean, so what, why am I saying that? Because you need not worry. Hmm. We spend time, wrong, what's going to happen? It takes your joy away. Mm-hmm. But when you yeah. see challenges, you say, okay, God's got a plan. God's got a plan. And and, and if you do that, it, 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 it gives you an opportunity Not to spend an hour in wonderment, maybe five minutes until you figure out, God's got a plan. And the other 55 minutes, you straight on like, oh, it's on. I might not know what it is, but you know, I got a winner on my team. He comes to me every time. And then what you end up doing is not pouring your worry into the mindset of those around you. But like hey you always on like yeah because I know I'm not working alone mm-hmm. um, uh, I, uh, I hope I hope that, that helps some people yeah. but if, you know if you know you're not working alone and you take that to heart I've been doing something right now I've been waiting for God to bust through a cloud for 13 years wow I ain't, I look I have I have come to the conclusion that the day is coming, and I am closer to that day than when I first started. Yes. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know I know as sure as I'm sitting here, that it's going to happen. Yeah. And I know the challenge that is before me, even the challenge that just ran through my mind while I'm talking to you, that He has a plan. Hmm. He has a plan for me, and I'm going to trust him for that plan. I'm going to trust him for that plan. I'm going to do this because I know I told you how long we're going to be. I'm going to give you this scripture right here, Uh, Titus 2, 7 through 8. Titus 2, 7 through 8. Titus 2, 7 through 8. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to read it. We're going to get out of here. Titus 2, 7 through 8. And everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about you. Right? This is talking about your work ethic, your ability to get it. They won't say that you were lazy. That you were sitting on the sidelines. that they, they can't depend on you. You speak well. They speak well of you. Why? Because you have a mindset of Christ. Titus 2, 7 through 8. I want to leave that with you. I know we got to go. But I, I got some more. I'm going to pull it out. Uh, and I think I'm just going to publish this and just make it a a, 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 a working document. Uh, but it's called, the whole document is called Bless the Works of Mine." Is that on the MichaelColeman.org? It will be by the end of this week. Okay, because I pinned it. That. Will be by, so it, it will be by the end of this week. We're gonna. It's it's a it's a it's almost like a dossier right now. Okay. It's about about five pages. It goes through everything from work ethic to poor work ethics to God's will to your authority to the commitment, uh, how to remove barriers, at least a little snippet on removing barriers, but there are things that I believe the church has to some degree, uh, have chosen to believe, and and, and they're not necessarily true. Uh, they're not true, and, and for that reason, we don't take the actions that we ought to as believers. We don't move forward like we ought to. We sit back and we wait on God when God has empowered us to execute his will. Right? And believe me, God's not playing catch-up. He's far ahead. Hmm. It's just like he didn't know what you were thinking. Right. So, matter of fact, I believe his plans are so much better than yours. That's why you need to spend the time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. We thank you for being good to us all the day long, for being a God that will keep your promises and keep your word, for allowing us to share this word with your people, Lord. We pray, God, for whomever may come across, Lord, that their hearts may be enriched, their minds, yes, Lord, even God. more. the Lord, enrich them. We pray that their heart may be knit towards your will and their ears may be ready to hear. Lord, so bless the work of their hand. Bless it. Help them, Lord, to execute your will in the land, that you might be glorified, magnified. Continue to bless the Finney household. Continue to bless them coming and going. Oh, Lord, that you hallelujah glory. may be the glory out of all that they do. And we thank you for loving them. We thank you for your grace, for your mercy. Yes, we thank God. you more and more, God, for the blood that was shed, that we might have a right to that grace. Mm-hmm. So, God, you've done it all for us. Let us learn, dear Lord, to return it all to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus if you believe amen. it, say amen. 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 We love y'all. God bless you. Uh, we have right here a prayer for procrastination. Okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Father, we pray. We pray for the heart, honestly, Father, that's concerned about whether or not they're doing the right thing at the right time. We pray that you might give them the wisdom to execute in a timely manner. We pray, Father, they might not be fearful of doing it out of time. Oh, Lord, but even more so, give them a heart to know the time and the seasons. Father, help them to recognize what needs to be moved, when it needs to be moved, and give them the discernment, Lord, of what to prioritize. Father, sometimes we're not sure what's what's important. But, Father, give them the understanding that time, the Lord, dictates most things. Mm-hmm. So, Father, help them with their prioritization. Help them, dear the Lord, to break, the Lord, whatever it is that keeps them from being able to take the action on time every time. Mm-hmm. So, Father, we say thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for giving them wisdom, for giving them the strength, even more so for giving them the courage to ask, yes. Lord, that they might get the breakthrough that they've been wanting, the Lord. Even this hour and this season, yes, but you are God. good and your mercy endureth forever. So have your way in their lives. We hear breaking, Lord, break the chains, yes, break the God. things that bind them. we will believe in you. Yes. Oh God. Lord, that they might be fought, fall- that it might fall to the ground to give them the restoration of new life. Lord, hallelujah. Let them not believe that the time is up, but it's just begun. Father, give them a reset. Hey, hallelujah. Give them a reset and restoration, even Amen. now. Lord, help them to know that the time has just begun for Mm. them so that they might press on, dear Lord, to accomplish great things. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. All All right. right. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. Y'all have a blessed night. You know what? There is greatness in you, and we're going to keep doing this until we get the greatness out of you. Yes, we are, because it is, after all, for your life and your legacy. Until next time, please remember to hit that share, like button, and we will see you again. God bless you.